first one is that investing in yourself because you are a sure bet. And the second is everything in life is sales. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, AAA Adams. And I'm with Sterling White, and he's got a podcast. We'll tell you a little bit about the podcast. Also, if you would like to go back in time, a little over 160 episodes ago, wow, Sterling was on the show on episode 148. That's 148. Go and search for it. You'll see that it's from that's called From Single Family to Multifamily. So that's his story on how he jumped from, from doing single family real estate and thinking outside the box and getting into larger multifamily. He has an awesome story. He, his company is Sonder Investment Group. Sonder, I asked him, what does that mean? And he's letting me know that really each human being out there has his own, his or her own life, their own story, their own path, their own journey, and something that you can learn from them. And that's really um, what we're talking about today is when we're on these other podcasts or when we are a podcast host, we're bringing in people, we're bringing in their story. And if you ever decide to be your own podcast host, and I suggest you do because it's something that I've noticed you get a lot of value out of. But with Sonder Investment Group, each human has their own story, their own life, and doesn't matter where they come from, we can learn something from everyone. I'm going to do that with the podcast today. We've already had him on the show. Again, that's episode 148. You're going to look for that right after this episode. You're just going to hop off this episode before you listen to a different episode or a different podcast. You're going to scroll through, listen to 148, get the rest of Sterling White's story. He's not only been on the podcast, but he's also been on my stage. Everybody knows that I have, have had thousands of people in a room, um, and Sterling White was at the Finding Deal Summit, I believe, of 2019, April. Yes. Uh, all and, the years are just <laughs> And he crushed it. I mean, we had some of the best speakers on the planet, and if you ever get an opportunity to meet Sterling in, in in person, you should. He's got a phenomenal personality, very, um, very helpful, very giving, very loving, very open, and uh, very fun as well. And then I wanted to also say that if you ever have a chance to come to any of our events, you know, the Raising Money Summit, whatever we're hosting, we do our absolute best to always give you true value so that whatever a ticket costs, whatever the time and a hotel may cost you, um, we're going to give you 10x value easily um, to be there. And there's a lot of really good networking. So you should plan to come. But I always wanted to bring Sterling White on. He's been able to accomplish a few things. So you'll hear some of his story, but I'm going to start here. Sterling, what is your superpower? What's your absolute superpower? What do you do that um, is unique to you and not very many people are doing it the way you do it? Gosh, I would just say the whatever it takes mentality and by whatever it takes is just willing to get kicked in the face. So on the acquisition side, if an owner will hang up on me, I'm, I do an outbound call to them, look to acquire their property, 
I will then show up to their office the next day and say, hey, by the way, I know you hung up on me the other day. Uh, however, I did just want to mention to you, I'm in the area and would love to just get some FaceTime to show you my level of seriousness. So not many people are willing to do that after they've done the outbound call, got hung up on to then show up to that person's office and get a face-to-face. Uh, so I believe that's something that I do that's out of the ordinary that has really helped me achieve the success that I've had. And there's still plenty much more to go. I love it. Now on your podcast, tell the audience a a tiny bit about that podcast so that they know how to find it, what it's all about. And then I have a couple of questions for you. All right. So the podcast is the real estate experience with myself and I bring on other uh, high achievers that are in the industry, investors, also entrepreneurs. Adam uh, was a recent guest. He'll be on there. Show is uh, set the air here soon. Had GC Grant Cardone that was on there uh, as well, dropping absolute bombs. But it really just goes into the, the beliefs, uh, the mindset, and also some uh, tactical ways to find deals in today's uh, market. And I know you spend uh, around 50% of, of what you're pulling out of your, your guest is the mindset around it. And, and, and the other half is trying to really learn a little bit about the, the tact, what they're, what they're doing. Um, you know, the mechanics around real estate investing. Now, why don't you just focus on the 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 mechanics of real estate investing why why would you focus half of the podcast on the mindset i believe i should focus even more on the mindset now that i'm thinking about it maybe 85 to 90 percent uh so you 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 uh struck a nerve a little bit for lack of a better word trying to think of that one but uh in, in terms of i i'm a more of a firm believer that someone's beliefs because for the longest time I had the limiting belief that only the wealthy could invest in real estate and then also you needed a large amount of cash to get started as well my very first deal at the age of 23 had negative funds in my bank account over withdrew it just not being financially literate and then when you would pull my credit score it wouldn't even register but I was still able to get my foot in the door by using someone else using someone else's money and similar story to you adam where you mentioned your very first deal was you didn't have any money you were in college as well yeah awesome i love that and so you want to are you thinking about changing that up into the podcast you said um you really think that the mindset around doing real estate is extremely important 85 to 90 percent and so are you, are, you, are you considering maybe talking more about the mindset than the mechanics on the podcast or? I, I would say so, yes. Got it, got Take it, cool. a little cool. bit more deeper and uncover why did you do that. And one of the things that you mentioned on the podcast was it's just simple little, little tweaks and myself, even still this day, I have limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs that I want to unlock. But you alluded to being a problem solver, looking at it is how I can do that versus what was the other thing that you mentioned versus? Yeah, I can't yes. versus how can I? Yeah, exactly. It's beliefs. And if you have that, you'll always figure out a way. I, I'm just getting super jazzed up right now. <laughs> yeah, if, I, I, I think you're right. I think if, if your question that you're asking is um, why is this so difficult? Why can't I do this? Um, you're just asking the wrong question. And that's just what comes to most people's minds, right? They, they, they will say, oh, why can't I do this? 
And, and because of that, they're going to start thinking of, oh, well, the reason why I can't do this or haven't been able to do this is because I'm young, is because I don't have enough money, is because I don't have the connections yet or whatever. So if you switch the question that you're asking, you're going to answer a different question. So why can't I do this? You're going to prove yourself that you can't. How can I? You're going to find a way to do it. I love that. Okay, so one of the things that um, was interesting, and I think that the listener ought to go and search right now for the Real Estate Experience Podcast because um, these episodes are coming out around the same time. So when this episode's coming out, you ought to just go and search for the Real Estate experience podcast because you'll you'll have a good laugh the reason why you're going to have a good laugh is because there's something called the fire round now y'all know that i generally have the final five on this podcast the final five are what's your most creative deal uh what's a book you recommend where were you five years ago where will you be five years from now how do you give back so these are the five questions that i like to ask every guest now sterling has two questions that he asks every guest and you're going to hop onto that podcast and you're going to realize that i was prepared for one of the questions and then left my notes at home stumped. <laughs> I was stumped which which you'll you'll hop on to the real estate experience podcast with Sterling White and you'll just search for my episode right now and you'll you'll actually be able to see that now as we're going into this fire round I wanted to bring up those two questions um, for you for the audience what are the two questions that you ask on your fire round so the first one uh, for you uh, the person who's listening, uh, whether you're in the shower, shaving your head and brushing your teeth at the same time or driving on the road, is what is one absurd or just out of the ordinary habit that you love to do? Uh, so that's the first one. And then the second, oh, got to pull up my notes here. What is a common myth about real estate that you can debunk? Okay, so here's the, here's the thing. Joe Fairless came on the podcast and when he came on the podcast, I in turn said, Joe, what's the uh, best real estate investing advice ever? Because that's the question that he asks on his podcast and no one ever really gets an opportunity to hear it from him. Uh, so anyway, what he said on there, you'll have to go and listen to it. No, I'll tell you. He said, if you control the money, you control the deal, which is something that I try to help my clients do is to really attract capital to be the influencer to attract capital so that you can control the money so you can get the deals whenever you want i loved that i thought i got a lot of value out of that and almost nobody would have known what joe fairless's best advice was on his own podcast because he never says it uh -huh. so that's what one of the reasons why i wanted to bring the fire round up you've got these two questions that you ask every guest so i want to get i want to get your I want to get your answers to the absurd habit okay. that you have. And then I want to talk about the common myth that you see in real estate. Okay. So one absurd habit that I have is bird watching. Yes, bird watching. I truly do enjoy it. And it's the biggest thing that I was able to get from college. Actually, I ended up dropping out on a four-year degree in my fifth year to focus full-time on business. But through that is I took this class that was an elective class and I was very questionable about it. It was called ornithology and ornithology is the study of birds. And it was a 8am class. 
in college, I did not enjoy, many college students don't enjoy the 8 a.m. class, but I actually really, I got up early to go to this because it was just a whole nother thing that opened with their flight patterns, their different calls, their their feathers that, yeah, it was so very interesting. So, so that's one just out of the ordinary habit. And then one common myth is that uh, the, that you need a lot of money to get started is one common myth that I have uh, as, as well. Okay, so um, the bird habit, that's interesting. Always watching the birds, learning about their flight patterns and their calls. Um, now, as far as this common myth goes, let's dive into this a little bit more. I think it's obvious that there needs to be money to buy things that cost money. So if you don't have to have money to buy something that's millions of dollars, how do you do it? Yeah, you can leverage other other people's uh, cash, essentially, and be of value. So that very first deal that I acquired at the age of 23 years old with no money out of pocket, I was able to partner up with someone who, at that time, I didn't have the, the cash or the credit uh, to be able to buy, buy it. But I looked at how can I solve this problem versus why can't I? And I found someone on the other side who had the cash and also the credit. You don't necessarily need the credit. It, it helps. Uh, but they didn't have the time to find a deal. So I'm using my hands for those of you who are not able to look at video, but they <laughs> complement their weaknesses with my strengths and my strengths with their weaknesses. So I brought them that very first deal. They were looking to go from apartments to single family. And that was the problem I brought to them. It was uh, uh, in a working class setting, bought the house for 25000 He funded the purchase and then also uh, funded the renovations. What I brought to the table, and you couldn't buy the house for twenty five now. It's gone up. Uh, and It's like 26000 now. Oh, oh, gosh, no. <laughs> and uh, so through that is I, instead of taking a simple wholesale fee, I look long term and retain equity in the deal. But what I brought to the table on top of uh, just finding it was I was managing the the transaction with the, the title company, the contractors did the leasing, did property management. And I learned so much through that process. But that just goes to, to everyone who's on here. It's always about a value exchange versus how you can, uh, what is it, uh, have the person, gosh, t- take some, not take something, but approach someone is you're giving them an opportunity. It, it's just yeah. a, a small tweak in terms of mindset. Yeah. And I think that's important for the listener to really internalize and not just pass through what you just said. When we're talking about how we are offering an opportunity, we we hear it for the first time and generally we'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, of course we're offering up our opportunity. He's right. But we still don't actually believe it. We still get to the place where we're talking to that past investor. And then we, what we say to them is, oh man, I need the money. I won't be able to close without the money. Uh, I'm, I'm screwed if I don't, you know, work with you. And how do I prove to myself? How do I prove to you? How do I, how do I prove myself to you? that I'm worth it to use your money. And I just think that's the wrong way to be thinking. So just kind of dive in a little bit on what Sterling just said. When we're offering an opportunity, we have to be, we have to feel extremely confident Mm -hmm. that what we have 
is amazing and a lot of people would be grateful to have uh, an opportunity like that, to have somebody to be able to manage this for them, to be able to have somebody go to the title company for them and they still make money in, in, in the, at the same time. Because there's a lot of people that have a lot of money ready to go, but they don't have any time. And if you really think about that, if you really think about like the problem that you would have if you needed to invest a couple of hundred thousand dollars or 25,000, if you had to invest it, if it was doing nothing, if it was being wasted, if it was just sitting there and you were just way too busy that you couldn't even start to make money on that money, the whole reason that you you got that money was because you had the intention of letting your money then go to work for you, but you're too busy to be able to do it. And then someone like Sterling comes up and says, hey, I've got an opportunity that you could be able to make some money and mm-hmm. I'll do all the work. That person is going to be like, heck yeah, I'm in. You know, uh-huh. Here's the 25. Thank you. Thank you. They're going to thank you when they give you their money. And once you really start to believe that and feel that way and understand it and internalize it, what is going to happen is when you approach that same investor, when you go to that investor and you offer the next opportunity, you're going to feel confident that, hey, if you don't want this, somebody else is going to want this because this is incredible. So definitely wanted to really touch on that. Now, Sterling, I want to go into our final five, which again, most creative deal you've done, a book you recommend, where were you five years ago? Where will you be five years from now? And how do people, um, how do you give back? But before that, I I was thinking to myself, you know, Joe's, Joe's question of just what is your best advice ever is actually pretty interesting. I like the common myth and I like the absurd habit as well. I like my questions, but let's uh, try something new on our podcast since we brought it up already. There's probably a couple of listeners who are thinking to themselves, yeah, you know, Adam brought up what the best advice ever. Are they just going to skim through it and not even give their best advice? So, uh-huh. Sterling, um, as somebody who did single family for a long time, was able to get involved in to some deals without having to use money in the beginning mm-hmm. and scaled up to multifamily and now you have Sonder Investment Group. Mm-hmm. what's your best advice for aspiring real estate investors? Okay. Uh, I just had not blanked out on it. I had two really good ones. First one is that oh, investing in yourself because you are a sure bet. And the second is everything in life is sales. That was an absolute game changer when I heard that. And when I mean everything in life is uh, sales is that even when you're buying deals that you have to sell the person, whether that's the broker and why you would be the right person to buy the deal, or even let's say it's a relationship that the, the woman or the man that you're looking to uh, have a relationship with, you have to sell them on why you would be a good fit or my seven-year-old daughter. She uh, is, that's where actually all my hair went in case anybody was wondering, she's got hair all the way down her back, like Tarzan. And so uh, through that, I have to sell her on why she had, why it's good to practice gymnastics moves so she can improve. So uh, that, and then also investing in, investing in yourself. Cause I even love in, I, I believe investing in yourself is more worthwhile than actually investing in real estate because you invest in yourself that's a sure bet and you'll always have those skills that way you can be even more valuable to the marketplace which in essence is you bring more value 
and then you'll be able to reciprocate if that's the best word to earn more money. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because it's, as we're recording this, it's the end of a year as we're recording this, it's the very end of the year. And, um, this year I, I passively invested in three different deals and, um, you know, it's a significant capital to go into one deal who did three of them. And, and at the same time, I, I hired a few coaches this year and it's coming to that time where, you know, the coaches fees are coming to an end and, Mm -hmm. and I know that I need to work with them again. And so I'm going to, I'm, I'm budgeting what I'm going to put in just, uh, just, my own mentors, my own coaches. And I, I know I, I coach people, I mentor them, I help others as well. But doesn't mean that I don't stop learning and growing myself, right? So I love what you said. Investing in yourself can sometimes even be um, more of a return than investing in real estate because I'm, I'm budgeting another $72,000 for, for me to be in a couple of different masterminds and then work with uh, a couple different coaches for, uh, for next year. And it's a lot of money. And I'm thinking like, where is it going to come from? How am I going to get it? What am, you know? Um, and so I, I, I just want to, at least, I think it's important to show that those of us who have who who you're following you're listening to our podcasts um you should know that we really truly believe in growth we really truly believe that if i can become better if i can have a better mindset around this if i can learn a couple tips and tricks and strategies just small little slivers it you know that 72 grand that i'll be spending in in the next year um, should result in a much higher ROI than however much I'm, I'm spending. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and I, I want to mention one thing quickly yeah. too, is this was another thought and limiting belief I had. I thought after high school or even furthering my education in college, that once that was over, that was done. But I realized that it is ever evolving as just me personally to further just grow in. Cause there's so many, I, I'm trying to think what philosophers said it. Uh, maybe Socrates that says the thing I know is I don't. I can I can't know everything. Something along those lines that there's just so much out there to really know about the industry. Everything's always changing. There's artificial intelligence that's can now be implemented in business. Just so much. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So let me, let's do this. Let's take just a quick break. Um, uh, let our sponsor speak and, and then we'll hop into the final five. You have a website that gives you credibility and captures leads. ApartmentInvestorPro.com can help you get a professional website today. Can you build your investor list without a website? Sure. Just like you can cut down a tree with a pocket knife, but why would you when you could use a chainsaw? Typically building a professional website can be a real pain taking thousands of dollars and months of your time. One syndicator said it took him 10 months on his own. Another had to go to three different companies before getting something usable. ApartmentInvestorPro.com makes it quick and painless. All the designs and content is already created. With 15 years of experience building websites for investors, ApartmentInvestorPro.com gives you peace of mind and lets you focus your time 
on finding deals and investors. These powerful websites capture contact information from your potential investors. You can even automate the follow-up process. No more letting good investor leads fall through the cracks. Save 10% on your website by going to apartmentinvestorpro.com and using promo code CREATIVE. That link is in today's show notes. Mr. Sterling White, I know you've been on the show before, but I'd really like to learn a little bit about a very creative deal that you've done. So question number one, what's a really creative deal? Oh, okay. I would say that very first deal was a very creative one uh, for someone who's just looking to get started and not more of a 100 plus unit acquisition. So that very first one was no cash uh, uh, was out of my pocket and had no funds that were in my bank account, but was over to able to overcome that limiting belief and find someone to be able to put that deal together, purchase price 25,000. They funded that and then an additional 25 into it uh, for the renovations, rented it for 850. And then in exchange, I was able to get equity in that deal. I believe the split was majority, 85% went to them and then 15% to me. So that was by far the most creative deal because that allowed me to get my foot in the door in the industry and then the rest just snowballed from there. One thing that I'll point out is I feel like I heard you say that 85% went to the other person, 15% went to you. Now, I'll say a couple of things. Number one, um, you could structure it any way. I mean, you, yes. could, you, could have, you could have said, look, I'm doing all the work. I, I get 90%, you get 10. And that would, and that would have been fine. But um, I, I want to share with the listener that it doesn't matter how you structure it. If you want to give up 85% and take 15 for yourself, you've done your first deal. Uh, there's so exactly. many people that um, get so hung up on, no, I need at least 50. I need at least 90. I'm the one doing this. And, and, and what they end up doing is never going anywhere because they're so hung up on like some certain percentage. I've done deals where I've taken 15% as well in the beginning. And that allowed me to start doing deals. Start doing more deals, start getting a track record, start being more picky and choosy with the people that I work with. But no matter what it is for you, you need to find a way to start. And if, you, if it means that you got to give up 85% of the deal to the lender, then do it. Just get involved. There's a lot of people that have become extremely successful. Uh, Tim Bratz came on the podcast. He talked about how he gave 90% of his deals through the first several deals, and now he keeps 90%. So it's, it's, it's a huge thing. I mean, it's just a very subtle uh, thing that we could, we could skip through. But for the listener, if you're really wanting to get to the first level, just be okay with uh, structuring the deal in the best way possible. The next question I wanted to know is just one book that you're reading recently, that you really think that the listener is going to get some value at. Okay. Uh, it's one that I'm reading right now. Love reading. It's called compound effect. I love that by uh, Darren, Darren Hardy. Hardy. Yes. Darren Hardy. And he talks about habits and beliefs and I, I'm getting new things. I'm getting new perspectives from that. Cause he talks about one habit that is a not so good one that it seems like it's not, too much of an effect right now, but compounding it over the years is when it completely could take you off path. But if you have the good habit that you're constantly doing over and over and over, it's the same thing. I just, it's just reinforcing 
uh, that that thought and compounding on it. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, I I know we've talked a little bit about where you were five years ago and where you'll be five years from now on the last podcast. That's episode one forty eight. The listeners gonna just hop in there and they're gonna scroll through and just find episode one forty eight after this. Mm-hmm. So that's all good, but. Um, I know that the answers to how we give back, they change daily. And I know that your podcast um, is a way that you give back. But Mm -hmm. um, just thinking about that question, what's what's the way that you feel like you're contributing most to other people right now? I would say just being an ideal and a blueprint. So just a little bit about my upbringing. I had mentioned it previously, but didn't go so much into the trenches is single mother, fraternal twin. My fraternal twin ended up taking a not so good path and is uh, facing a hard time due to that, unfortunately. And that's what many people take in the environment and upbringing I was in. So I want to be a example or that's why I'm working towards to be a blueprint. Hey, you don't have to take this path. Here's another. And this is exactly how I do it. So that's the message and the mission that I'm uh, ultimately working towards uh, to to give back to, to kids because I feel that I don't know if it was some higher being spirituality or whatever it was that decided to, I wouldn't say choose me, but I, I, I had a pivotal moment. I don't want to go too much. Okay. I'll go into the story just a little bit, but I was on the boat. I was at a college. Uh, uh, this was a boathouse in the middle of the, the lake. Beaming question came down to me. I was going into average land. I would say, asked me, Sterling, is this what you want to do with your life? After that took a completely different trajectory in life. And I feel that I don't know if I was chosen to do that, but I feel of some sort I'm obligated. And that's why I want to do that. That's really powerful. I like that. Interesting. Not everyone has an experience like that, but um, (laughs) just being able to ask that question to yourself um, can really help a lot of people, especially if they grew up, you know, depending on their mother, father situation and whatever neighborhood they grew up in. Um, there's a lot of folks that I've I've met that that have decided that the the only path they have is some some certain path because their dad was a doctor so they have to be a doctor. But no matter where you where we started, whether it was um, in the slums or or if your dad was a doctor or whatever, we have the ability to step back and say, is this the path that I want to choose? And and if not, what path? do I want to do? And I think that's really powerful. And one thing I'm interested about is I am a believer or I believe some sort, everyone has that voice. I just believe at that moment in time in my life, I was open to hearing it. I believe I've had several instances where it came, came to me, but at that moment I heard it and I took action on it. So it, it's very interesting. I don't want to get too much. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm getting jazzed up again. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, I only have one last question, uh, but before I ask um, how people find you and get a hold of you, let's just remind the listener that your website is the Sonder, Sonder Investment Group. That's each human being has their own life, their own story, mm-hmm. their own value that they can give to you. And um, secondly, the podcast that you're going to be looking for after this one is the real estate experience. You're going to go and look to see how Adam Adams got hung up on that podcast, how he couldn't answer a question. You're going to be curious about that. So that's called the Real Estate Experience Podcast. That's actually Sterling White's podcast. And uh, so now it's, it's time for me to ask the final question to you. What's the single best way for the listener to find you and get a hold of you? 
Yeah, I would say you can find me on, yeah, at sounderinvestmentgroup.com and you can send me a message there, learn about what I'm doing and also biggerpockets.com as well. Type in Sterling White to the search bar and then slide into the DM. Uh, on that. And so I'm actually going to flip it around again. I don't know. Hopefully I don't stump you again, but have you thought of that question yet? Oh, have I thought of the question? Um, the very, habit. <laughs> very, you know, I, I, I think I had many, but I thought that it had to be involving real estate. And um, so I was thinking, Oh, it's got to be a real estate habit. You know, I have, I have just, a lot of unique things. One is I, I stay up late at night all the time. One is that, you know, I'm always thinking my, my brain always wants to know how to go to the next level. It's difficult for me to turn that off. Um, some others is that um, I always, 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 always have to kiss my kids goodbye. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, I know that there's some couples that they're, they have to hug, they have to kiss or whatever. Um, I don't, I just, I feel like even, even if they're in the back seat and I'm dropping them off at school, I'm just, I, it, I've got this thing where I'm like, give me a kiss, you know, <laughs> um, there's, there's so, so many, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always on social media. It's a huge habit for me. It's, it's out of the normal. I spend, uh, almost as much time on social media as that many, what many people spend at their full-time job. Um, <laughs> And so I, I, I do feel like I, I've got tons of uh, absurd habits, but the listener is going to want to go to saunderinvestmentgroup.com. So it's really easy. It's just the name of the company.com. Also, the real estate experience, it's nothing complicated, the real estate experience. And then if they go to just episode 148, it's another really great place. So that's how you can find Sterling. That's how you can see a little bit about what he's doing. The man is crushing it. And we'll definitely have you on the show again. Um, I'm going to let you go. But until next time, my friend, think outside the box. Thanks for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. If you got value out of today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you take the time to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, think outside the box.